Hey there, listeners. What's up, guys, gals, and fools? Guys, ghouls, and fools. I'm the fool. Today. <laughs> oh, um, welcome to another episode of the fun bonus times. Bonus time. And as you can see, if you're a Patreon member, things are a little different because we're in the same room today isn't that wild everyone and we are in an undisclosed very woody very natural location uh adrian and i have thrown our lives away that's a joke for all of our fellow transcendentalists out there mm, i hope there's none of you i'm kidding <laughs> Kidding. I'm kidding. How dare you? We are channeling the spirit of Henry David Thoreau. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are in an undisclosed location in the middle of nowhere. We're never going to tell you. Um, but yes, we are in the same room, same space. I can touch you now. <laughs> Things are going to get weird up here, folks. Really weird. Um, but yeah, it's that time again. Technically, summer's over. It was technically the first day of autumn today. Hmm. Right? Oh. Yeah. Happy ha- autumn. Happy autumn. <laughs> so that's when we're recording this, so you know. Yeah. But it is time, ladies and germs, for Story Cubes. Yeah. Round two. Round two. Because we're still technically preparing our fall season. So. Yes. We are on break. We are hard at work here in S- the middle of nowhere. Undisclosed location. Sit tight. Uh, and enjoy. Enjoy. So what, what are, what's the song we're doing today? Because we did, we did save you all some time. We picked beforehand. Yeah, we decided to get our shit together. (laughs) Us? Not possible. (laughs) So we've picked a song already. The song we are doing today that is going to inspire our story cube journey, um, is Rich Girl. By Gwen Stefani. Because <laughs> why not? At this point, there's no rhyme or reason to anything we do. Anyway, <laughs> I have the timer pulled up on my phone. That's... In terms of how much time, I believe we said, what, five minutes? Let's make it really funny and do three minutes. Didn't we do two minutes? Two minutes. You're right, two minutes last yeah, time. Yeah, we did two minutes. So I have the timer. I'll just hit it. For both of us. Okay. My timer's very loud. Okay. So. So, you are going We're to going time. to roll mm-hmm. first, because we haven't yes. rolled yet. We yes. don't know what our cubes are. We don't know. Yes. And listeners, if you did not tune in to our last episode, the game we are playing today is Rory Story Cubes. Not sponsored. Um, but I wish. But we wish. And the name of the game is, we roll these nine magical dice. And they are going to inspire a story that we will tell popcorn style uh, together. You remember, you remember popcorn reading? You remember that hellish activity that English teachers made us do in English class? Yeah, we're doing it storytelling wise. Yeah, actually, I kind of liked it. I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah. Because I hated people. <laughs> so I got to. <laughs> it was always like a little game of who do we torture now? You. Brian, in the front row. And today, listeners, we've learned that Katya thrives on chaos. Mm. Okay. Roll the, <laughs> roll the dice. It's time. Uh, All right. 
dice. Oh, I'm in heaven. I'm going to arrange the dice that I have now rolled in no particular order. Into an order. Into an order. Um, and then I will let y'all know what they are. Okay. So, today, listeners, we have, uh, rolled a footprint, Mm -hmm. an apple, Mm -hmm. a fish. It's like a, a, like a lion fish, like a tropical fish. Yes, it's a tropical looking fish. Mm Mm-hmm. A mask? It looks like it could be a drama <laughs> mask. It also looks like it could be an alien. It looks like, uh, you know the Jabberwockies? No. Like the Lewis Carroll creature in the poem, the Jabberwocky? No, I mean the dan- the popular dance crew, the Jabberwockies, that have white masks that they wear on no. their face. Um, that's a thing. Okay. Uh, but it looks like that mask. Um all right. Anyway. Continue. Um, we have a magnifying glass. We have an abacus. Looks like it. Uh, we have a house. And we have a rainbow. And finally, we end with a star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, the theme is Rich Girl by Gwen Stefani. Mm-hmm. That's the challenge. A story, two minutes apiece. Yeah, which is going to be interesting. All right. Um, I mean, if you're not familiar with that song, it's... It's basically Fiddler on the Roof that she repurposed for her hip-hop needs. (laughs) (laughs) Off of her very popular LAMB album. Um, So, yeah. Who wants to go first? So tempting to go first. Really? Because that's not what your face says. Um, <laughs> I could go first if you want. I I can go first. I don't mind going first if you really don't want no, to. No, I don't care. I, I have ideas. Okay. Kathy is going to go first. All right. Um, so start the timer in three, two, one. Gwendolyn lives in the forest, and she wishes that she didn't. She wishes she was a bad-ass bitch, a captain of industry in the big city. Any big city doesn't matter to her, but tragically, Gwendolyn cannot live in the city because, alas, she is a Bigfoot. (laughs) And as we all know, they must... By Bigfoot code of law, remain hidden, no matter what girl boss energy they wish to exude upon the world. They they are condemned to live in secrecy, and Gwendolyn hates that about her life. She wishes that she were selling Lululemon yoga pants <laughs> or something. <laughs> but alas... Every day she uh, hides from her fellow big feet people <laughs> in the woods, catching wild salmon with her teeth, communing with nature and the bears, and and wishes that she was living, I don't know, in New York. They all want to live in New York. We've all idolized New York, I guess. <laughs> Even big feet. Even people. big feet people. 
So Gwendolyn decides to break her code of secrecy. Uh, secrecy be damned. She's going to make her fortune by clickbaiting cryptozoologists <laughs> on only crypto. I didn't rhyme with only fans. I'm trying only scams. <laughs> Um, that's how she plans to make her money. Only scams. Only fan account for cryptozoologists. There we go. Uh, um. <laughs> okay. She wants to be a girl boss. She She's a Bigfoot that wants to be a girl boss. And she's going... After crypto, do she she wants to make her money by by like an OnlyFans account specifically for cryptozoologists. She's like, that's how I'm gonna make my money. So she's just gonna take photos of herself. Yeah, like walking in the woods and bullshit to po- to pose to, 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 to get cryptozoologists because yes. people are gonna be like, she's gonna take them on like grainy enough photos where people can still argue that they're not real, but cryptozoologists are gonna know. All right, oh, I'm, I'm gonna start the timer for you now. Okay. Have fun. All right. Go. So, Gwendolyn um, has decided that she is going to run this scam. Mm -hmm. Her only problem is that she's a Bigfoot and does not have a smartphone. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, she realizes in the woods one day that she has to solve that problem first before she can begin her plan. Oh, no. And you know what? That is really what business is all about. Problem solving. (laughs) (laughs) So. Synergy. (laughs) Synergy. (laughs) So, Gwendolyn is trying to decide how she's going to solve this problem. And it's tough. You know, uh... (laughs) Entrepreneurship 101 wasn't exactly being taught at the Bigfoot school of (laughs) Bigfooting. Instead, she learned things such as how to avoid crazy people in the forest and how to forage for food um, in the winter months. Mm -hmm. All very useful skills when you're a Bigfoot, but not useful when you're trying to be a girl boss. So, one day, as Gwendolyn is walking through the forest, she notices something very odd. An apple tree. She doesn't notice apple trees very often. Okay. Not where Uh, I thought you were going to take this. Yeah. And she suddenly realizes, wait a minute, apple tree. She recalls seeing in the woods one day, uh, many years ago, an ad I hate you. for <laughs> orchards <laughs> that said free apple picking tours. I hate you so much. <laughs> what did you give me? <laughs> my my <laughs> dice is a salmon and you barely set me up with the apple. <laughs> What would you do with the apple? I thought you were going to say she bought a smartphone and it was an apple. Oh. <laughs> I was I thought that's where you were going with that. I was like, that's funny. That's funny. And then you didn't go there. That's 
That would have been smarter. <laughs> so she said an apple orchard? No, she, she sees an apple tree mm-hmm. and remembers that uh, she remembers that the humans like to do apple picking. So she's putting... Do you want to tell... Do you want me to tell you where I was Yeah, yeah, please, please. <laughs> My thought is that Gwendolyn, our entrepreneurial spirit, will realize that she can start an apple orchard and start selling apples. Oh, my God. <laughs> To make money. Okay. So she can buy a smartphone. Right. Right. Okay. I see. And now I have a fish. Because, you know, that was a very direct way Mm -hmm. to get to Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So have fun. Okay. All right, I will. I have a fish. Gwendolyn's brilliant plan has one fatal flaw for she remembers it took the human Johnny Appleseed his entire life to plant enough apples across the continental United States and she has but one apple tree in the middle of a forest (laughs) however will she cultivate a whole orchard grafting she does not know how to graft for they did not teach agricultural studies at Bigfoot school. Sure. (laughs) That sounds like a problem. Sounds like a problem. That sounds like a problem that needs to be fixed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She remembers at Bigfoot school her professor Finn, who was a magic salmon who contained all the knowledge in the world, actually, who once told her that it was possible to simply bite said apples and throw their seeds on the ground and trees would bloom from them, which she thought was a load of hooey when she first heard it, because as we all know, Bigfoots don't understand Science. Uh-huh. They're Bigfoots. Yeah. <laughs> so she remembers Professor Finn's lesson and grabs the apples and starts wildly biting them and tossing the seeds everywhere in an effort to plant them. And there she realizes she will make her fortune in apple cider. Because <laughs> also, besides picking apples, humans like cider. <laughs> Yeah. Girl boss. <laughs> You're welcome. You did a great job salvaging that. Thank you. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Alright. So she's spitting seeds across and growing trees. Gotcha. Alright. Okay. I'm ready. Alright. Begin. Okay. So, Gwendolyn has begun eating apples, and um, she's biting her, (laughs) sorry, she's sinking her teeth into these delicious 
deliciously sweet apples. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing she's ever tasted. Wow. Because again, big feet, big foots, big feet, uh-huh. big, big foots generally don't see apples very often. So this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And she takes a moment to appreciate the beauty of this delicious tasting apple. When suddenly she peers up from the delicious, sweet, red thing in her hand. And in between the trees, she makes out something strange and pale in between the leaves. And as she looks closer, she is baffled because it looks like the face of the humans that her parent big feet have told her about. However, it's oddly pale, almost as if it were a mask. Oh, wow. (laughs) It doesn't look real, and it stands there motionless, staring at her, Mm -hmm. until suddenly it begins to make its way over to her. And suddenly she hears a raspy voice come out from behind this mask. And it says, What have you done to my apples? that a tennis racket or a magnifying glass? I don't know. <sighs> I said te- I think it was like a te- uh, magnifying glass, <laughs> but we'll go dealer's yeah, choice no, on it. It's a magnifying glass, I think. Okay. okay, that doesn't help me. Uh, did you have a description in mind for this creature wearing a mask? No, nah, he's just a creepy guy in the forest. He's just a creepy guy that says, "What are you doing with my apple?" Oh my god. <laughs> hmm. Oh, I have, I have, okay. I have a way to make this really weird. Well, we're talking about Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Trying to be girl bosses and sketchy, masked people. All right. So. I'm gonna. Go for I'm it. going, oh, do I take it here? I'm full of regret already. Let's go. <laughs> The slithe, slender being skitters across the forest floor, examining her with his magnifying glass. I've never seen one of your kind so close to my apple tree before, he says. (laughs) Did your people never tell you that to steal apples from the Spider King? Punishable by death. And in fact, this strange, masked, tall man appears to have many other limbs sprout from his arms and legs, the skittering sound making so much more sense to Gwendolyn all of a sudden. She's not scared of spiders. In fact, she has cohabitated with many a spider on her person many times in her life, as Bigfoots do. But this creature with its strange pale human facade 
scares her. How okay. Uh, <laughs> um, please, mister, she tries to say, but then nothing comes out of her mouth because poor Gwendolyn remembers that big feet can't speak because they are big feet. <laughs> Instead, all that comes out is a a plea to let her go on with her life. She (laughs) hopes it will convey that she just wanted to economize on this lone apple tree, that she simply wished to engage in a friendly act of capitalism (laughs) and sell some apples to some people and make some money so that she didn't have to live in the stupid forest any longer. But the creature does not appear to care. <laughs> okay. I took it in a better direction. Uh, I almost said it was Slender Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I thought you were going. I was going to, and I was like, I can't. He's not relevant anymore. <laughs> Damn. Well, Sorry, Slender Man. I'm not. <laughs> uh, five pages. Oh, no, eight pages. <laughs> Okay. Oh, we could play Slenderman in the woods while we're in the woods. (laughs) We could leave random pages around so you can find some first. What? (laughs) No. 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 Anyway. Anyway, you've got an abacus. I've got an abacus. How's our girl boss going to get out of this? Mm -hmm. Start. Um, So... Gwendolyn now confronted uh, with the fact that she has stolen from the Spider King and may lose her life for simply just trying to make it out there in the world. You know, she's just trying to hustle. Mm-hmm. And aren't we all just trying to hustle? Uh, Fair enough. But um, as her Bigfoot cries... Echo into the forest. The spider king lifts up one of his many limbs to silence her and says, You have but one chance <laughs> to survive. <laughs> My judgment. Okay. <laughs> we must first consult. The advocates of justice. Oh my god! <laughs> and see how the transgressions of your past have added up to your fate. He's gonna weigh her sins like Anubis. <laughs> yes. Okay. So. Gwendolyn, having never heard of an abacus before, is very confused as to if this will help or hurt her chances at getting out of this alive. Mm -hmm. But seeing as she has no other options, not even killing the Spider King, because as much as she does feel powerful as a Bigfoot, um, (coughs) she realizes that eight legs is a lot to trifle with and so she agrees with a single (laughs) 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 
was good. <laughs> to see what all <laughs> this is about. <laughs> Man, how's our girl boss gonna gatekeep Gaslight her way out of this one? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I have a house. I have a house. A house. The Abacus of Justice. That was good. That was really that was really good. I have no idea how to follow that up. <laughs> uh, here we go. The Spider King began to tally the colorful beads in a way that made Gwendolyn's eyes ache. He moved so quickly. The little pitter-patter of the beads as he ushered them back and forth haunted her, and she knew that she had one chance and one chance only. She had to make a run for it. (laughs) Before the Spider King could even finish tallying up the colorful beads of her life representing uh, maybe not much, a fish killed here and there, a tourist scared once or twice. She bolts, and her Bigfoot speed allows her to run a great distance, though the Spider King's tip-tap, tip-tapping little feet scurrying behind her serve as a reminder that she is still not out of danger. As she runs, she comes across an abandoned hut in the middle of the forest, one that she has often passed but not made much note of before. She ducks inside and bars the door and hopes that perhaps the Spider King will not look in the abandoned hut. But inside the abandoned hut, she finds a group of podcasters who are trying to do a ghost podcast and they turn and see her because apparently the hut is haunted and she has interrupted them now confronted with the biggest discovery of their lives they stare at each other in complete and utter silence as Gwendolyn simply says Uh, (laughs) I think that went well. (laughs) A group of podcasters. Mm -hmm. How? How? I. Um. I'm I'm setting this up for you. I don't know if you'll take it. <laughs> Said it how? I can't tell you. That's <laughs> how the game works. So we have to lay pieces down and see what we bite. Um. Okay. Um. Are you ready? No. Um, all right. All okay. Right. All right. Okay. Begin. As Gwendolyn lets out her mighty... <laughs> the group of podcasters are in shock for a brief moment before they start screaming bloody murder. <laughs> like that. 
Because imagine finding a Bigfoot and not just finding, mm-hmm. literally being interrupted mid episode mm. by a Bigfoot. Mm. So after they stop streaming, one of them has the right sense to say, and we'll be right back after a message from these our sponsors. Ever the professional. <laughs> Ever the professional. <laughs> and stop recording. They... <laughs> I don't... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the rainbow. In, in, enraptured... They, um, fuck. Mm. Uh, they suddenly, um, they take their rainbow blanket that they brought with them, um, and offer it as a peace offering to Gwendolyn, unsure of what to do when you meet a Bigfoot, mm-hmm. because it would be rude to just run away. Um, yes. And Gwendolyn is merely just standing there, and she seems perfectly, perfectly calm for a Bigfoot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they extend this peace offering to her. Man, you got so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that was not helpful, and I'm sorry. No, no, no. Actually, it was because you took it in the direction I wanted you to take it. Okay. So that's good. Okay. <laughs> I wanted you to be like, oh, we're going to be friendly. Okay. So that works out for me. I, I was thinking about taking it another direction. Oh, yeah. Um, um, in which they run out of the room and the spider king just kills them. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a bit too dark. So I wouldn't be more friendly. Spider king just says, ah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. Last cube is a shooting star. Yes. Here we go. Can I wrap this whole thing up in two minutes? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see. If I can't, we lose. Okay. Gwendolyn appreciates this kind offering, and her quick brain realizes that when one door closes, another door opens. Here is a group of people who already have all the fancy equipment she needs to film and record herself and post videos to the internet. In fact, they are a bunch of suckers already who want to be ghost hunters. So why not enlist them in the biggest scoop of the millennium and help her monopolize the Bigfoot market? She wonders how to communicate this to them. When suddenly one of the podcasters go, gee, she seems sentient almost. How about we strike a deal with her and we and we help preserve her existence by document. We will change directions on the podcast completely. We are no longer a ghost hunting podcast. We are now the Richard Attenborough, the David Attenborough of cryptozoology. We want to make a documentary about you, baby. How's about it? And she says, ah, in a grateful tone, as grateful as a Bigfoot can sound. They, they accept this offer and soon begin to document Gwendolyn's life in the forest like natural, with some tasteful hiding behind the tree shots, some tasteful grabbing salmon. And while their documentary becomes a cult success, 
which they share 50% of their profits with Gwendolyn, she realizes that success is much like a shooting star. Bright and brief. And she relishes this right before the Spider King finally catches up with her and gets her. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You you had me in the first half, not gonna lie. I was like, what happened to the Spider King, my dad? <laughs> <laughs> he came back. He came back. Chekhov Spider King. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. That was great. Yeah. It was wonderful. This is the most put together story we've done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting the hang of this story. <laughs> oh boy. And you know what? It had a lot to do with the song. It actually did. She was trying to be a girl boss. Her name was Gwen. She was trying to make her money. She was pretending she wanted to be rich. Yeah. And she got there, kind of. Kind of, until the Spider King got her. Which, that's what always happens. Remember, kids, don't pursue success to the point where your own personal Spider King comes along and wrecks your whole life. Morals. <laughs> yep. I love this great life lessons. Rhapsody and Reverie cares. All right, guys. Um, well, we hope you enjoyed the story. It was fun to tell. Yep. We hope it was fun to hear. And we'll be back with another Story Cubes episode soon. Soon. From out here in the woods somewhere. <laughs> So thank you, as always, for listening and tuning in. Um, As always, feel free to hit us up on the socials. We love having conversations. We love reactions to our crazy, stupid stories. Mm -hmm. It's always a wild ride. Um, So hit us up. And without further ado, all that's left is to say a final goodbye to you. Happy fall. And we will be back with new, serious, actually thought-out stories (laughs) soon. Soon. Okay, bye! Bye!